Welcome to Future Foodcast. I'm Pam Linemiller, your host, and I want to thank our sponsor, Farm to Plate. They're a software company committed to building tomorrow's food business ecosystem today. And we are so excited to have a very fun guest, unique, really cool business concept, and I'm excited to bring it to you. We have Josh Rothstein. He is the vice president of Redstone Foods. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Pam. Glad to be here. We're excited to unpack what's happening at Redstone Foods. Well, first of all, give us a little history because you're it's a family-owned business and, and there's some rich history here. So how did how did things get started? Well, my grandparents moved here to the Dallas area from the West Coast in 1966. And they had always been into the specialty food business and decided to uh, open up a business working in, in, in candy. Candy. I love it. Candy is always a fun topic. People love to talk about candy. We love to eat candy and, and there's still a great market for candy. <laughs> um, so they started in candy and then what happened after that? Well, they, they always carried a little bit of candy when, when they had their business on the West Coast and they decided to expand, um, do some a little bit of gourmet foods and primarily specialty uh, candy. And over time, they started with you know, 20, 30 items and you know grew in time as a customer base grew and as as opportunities grew to today we have over 5000 items well so your grandparents were supplying candy but but they didn't uh, get to 5000 items i mean you don't actually make 5000 items so share with us this whole business model that you have at redstone foods sure where they started where they literally were, were working out of their living room um, and expanded in time. We buy from manufacturers and we sell to retailers and um, gift basket makers, people who are selling to the public. So we don't do the production, the manufacturer, the brand owners and importers take care of that. But we buy and inventory all, all of the products we have. And then from here, we distribute it all over the country and actually all over the world. Amazing. So you're really providing a service to both the manufacturers and the people that sell to retail because you're, I mean, the, the traditional word, I guess, is kind of the middleman, but you're so much more than that at Redstone Foods. You're warehousing their products so that you can have that available for your customers who are then selling to the public. I know, I know you're very service oriented and have been from the beginning because there are a lot of companies that have done what you've done historically, but some of them aren't here anymore. We're yes, um, we have uh, we have been been very pleased to be around. Um, our our value is that we can work with manufacturers and help them understand the market and get to market, do the the logistics and, and distribution piece. Um, also help them understand sales and analytics, and we can also help our customers by having a wide variety of of products here in stock. And we we consult with them. Our business is is long term. We have customers we've had for 20, 30, 40, even 50 years. And so we, we work with them to understand what things might be best for, for them, what what kinds of products they should understand, trends, things going on in the market, um, even help with things like pricing. And so that's our job to help them be successful. That is excellent. I mean, so you're doing a, a little bit of research in the market for them and bringing to them, here's what's happening. Here's what consumer trends are. We need to shift this in this direction, or we need to change that out, or here's a new popular product, that kind of kind of consulting, like a strategic advisor role almost. 
Absolutely. We want to help them be successful, both the manufacturers producing the product and, and the retailers. Yeah. In, in candy, a lot of times we'll see that red flavors are very popular. But if you're going to put five items on the shelf and five of them are red, they kind of get lost. So we can help the manufacturers to understand product selection and we can help the retailers understand assortment to keep things fresh, visually appealing and to help them understand how they might be most successful. Okay. So also on the mer- you give merchandising advice as well from your vast experience over all these years working with you know all kinds of retailers. I imagine you have a large variety of retailers that you work with. For sure. We we can take the, the learnings that we might get, let's say, from a West Coast gourmet store and share them with, uh, let's say, an East Coast uh, candy and, and soda district uh, uh, retailer. And so we can take those two and combine learnings and share information with each of them. Of course, it's always anonymized, but we can help them be most successful in, in their markets. Right. Because you need to make sure that you're not sharing kind of the secrets of the individual businesses, but you can use the analytics of that, right? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. If we can yeah. share trends and, and general data, as an example, blue is becoming more and more popular as a, as a candy color. So everybody can can benefit from that information. We can look at all of our data and see that blue is rising in the in the popularity. I love that. I had no idea. Okay, you heard it here first on Future Foodcast. Blue, <laughs> Josh says, blue is rising in popularity in the candy world. I just remember when I was a, a young girl uh, eating a colored candy and blue was like a favorite color for that. And then you could stick your tongue out and it'd be all blue. And that was that was really fun. So maybe that's coming back around. I mean, they say they say things come back around. Uh, but on a serious note, we love technology at Future Foodcast. We are all about it because it can be very useful in the food space. And here you're actually analyzing things and bringing that to your, your probably your retailers and your manufacturers on both ends. Here's what's selling and not selling for the manufacturers to be able to have those analytics. But do you have certain systems you use to track all of that? I, I mean, is is there um, something that's not secret that you can share with us for somebody else who might be interested in following trends in their individual business? Well, for us, we we have a really good back end. Uh, we have a great ERP system that helps us understand order patterns, demand, things that are going on with not specific customers, but, but generally um, helps us both to drill down to understand what specific customers are doing and blow it up so we can understand from a 30,000 foot view what's what's going on. I don't know that there's a specific system or or, or tip we have, but we're able to see what, what's going on. Our customers can, for example, go on our website and see the top items over the over the last 30, 60, uh, 30, 30 days, uh, six months or a year. So within a category or generally, they, they can do that kind of research themselves. We're kind of sharing our, our tools with them. Yeah, what a what a benefit. I mean, I can see where you've had such long-term customers. They really like the service you're providing them and can depend on, you know, you're giving them actual analytics and numbers to look at to then help flavor or color their decisions. <laughs> no pun intended. We're talking about candy and blue to inform. Maybe that'd be a a more correct word to inform their decisions. They can actually look at analytics kind of across the board from really maybe even some of their competitors, but of course they don't know who they are, but you know, all the, all the numbers that are going on in the industry, I would think that would be, if, 
I were a retail, retailer, just a really great benefit to be able to see. It's a fun thing to be able to share. And it's a great tool for our salespeople as well as the customers. Some the way the world works today, today, some people are you know working in their pajamas and in their bed and they have those tools at their fingertips. You're you're right, we're not sharing individual customer data, but an airport location, you know, in, in the Midwest can see general trends and see what, what's going on. Um, and they can benefit from a museum store, you know, in, in the southeast. Um, we're all sharing information and, and they can take from that and, and apply it to their own locations. Nice, nice. Well, and you you utilize technology a lot. Do you have some future things happening or some future plans as far as technology goes at Redstone Foods? Sure. We're rolling out a website update this summer, um, and we're going to use a little bit of AI to understand order patterns and recommend things for a retailer so they can say, hey, we see you're doing well in these categories. Here's some other items to, to consider. Uh, with a click add to their cart, it'll be a really easy way to to be able to bring in new items quickly. Nice. And you also have it so the retailers that you provide service for can just order on your website. Yes, it's a really easy shopping experience. We're all familiar with online shopping. So when you see an item, you can click right on it and and add to cart. When you get a recommendation, um, when we roll up the update, you'll be able to add that right to the cart, keep a list of favorites, everything right at your fingertips. Nice. So I have my history there. It's easy to see. I can see recommendations about trends, or I can also, I'm sure, talk to somebody at Redstone Foods if I need like a little bit of consultation about a certain challenge that I'm having or decision I'm trying to make. I'm sure you're available. Of course, we have a great sales team um, and they have access to everything on the website, but additional tools as as well. So that's why we're here. We really see ourselves as a partner with our, our businesses. In some businesses, you can uh, make a good living by a single sale. For us, our our approach is that we want a really long-term relationship and we're growing together. So getting somebody to buy something that's not going to be a win for them it isn't really helpful for us. We want to see them. Nice. Uh, well, speaking of online shopping, Josh, uh, your your retailers are obviously reaping the benefits of that. But we as consumers also got better at, at online shopping during the pandemic, which Kind of makes me think about how did you do during the pandemic? I know a lot of people in the food space globally and generically uh, did not fare well, but some businesses did. Well, we we have a unique position because candy is really in that, and and we carry a lot of sodas as well, glass bottle sodas. Um, they're really an everyday luxury, so you may not be able to afford the greatest vacation or the greatest piece of jewelry every year, but you can always afford the greatest piece of candy. So people were, were treating themselves um, and, and they enjoyed that. We were fortunate to have customers who are really inventive and fun. And they came up with ideas like uh, root beer snack packs. So you might have a family night watching uh, Netflix at home because we, we weren't going out. But then you could do a, a tasting with five different root beers and you could decide which your family's favorite root beer would be. That's a, a fun thing to do. Not, not very hard to put together. And it, and it kept sales going at a tough time. So both providing value and and keeping the customers busy. What a fun, creative idea, because you're right. I mean, people people weren't taking the trips and all of that, but to be able to feel like you are experiencing something at home and and the little fun pack, that's a great idea from one of your customers. And I'm, I'm sure some others did similar things to kind of keep 
keep the momentum going, keep the sales going, keep people engaged with their product, which, yeah, we were all, um, we were all eating some things, maybe more than we, people eat candy. I mean, I eat candy too, but maybe we were eating it a little bit more than we normally did because I hear all the stories of people gaining a lot of weight over COVID. But so maybe, maybe people took things to excess a little bit, but that's certainly a great idea for a fun night in since we couldn't have a fun night out over that time. It was a little bit of, like you said, that luxury that we could bring home to the people. Well, so the other service that you provide really for your manufacturers or your suppliers is that you're helping get their product distributed, which is, you know, that's a headache, that whole logistics and the last mile. And share with us a little bit about how you provide service for them. Well, for manufacturers, they can come to us. They might have big minimums because they're, they're, they're really focused on building brands and manufacturing product. So they have to get product out the door, but if they have a, a fewer, larger number of customers, then they can they can move their product and focus on what they do best, developing, creating great products and, and manufacturing them. And we can take care of the logistics in the last mile. We're aided by the fact that a customer could come to us and buy from 50 or 75 manufacturers. So they don't need to have a minimum with every manufacturer. They can just buy from us just exactly as they need. Many of our customers buy from us weekly or every other week so they can keep things um, in their store moving. They can keep them fresh and minimize their cash outlay as well. That's how we work. Yeah. So you're you're really helping um, two, a couple of things I'm hearing here. Those retailers that might not be big enough and don't want to invest in so much inventory, they don't have to hold that inventory. You're able to, because you have multiple customers who may be retailing that particular product from a manufacturer, you can buy in the larger quantity and warehouse that and then uh, supply your retailers with a smaller number. And they're not, they're able to get it without having to have that big minimum. So that's a great service. You're like being that intermediary warehouse and getting the product to them. And every, it's a win-win. Like the manufacturer just has to deal with you, but they're in multiple outlets and the retailer just has to deal with you and they can buy a quantity that works for their cash flow situation and how they want to provide their product. That seems like a really good win. Uh, so that's a service that's in demand. I think you told me you were expanding with the warehousing. We are. Um, we're taking on an additional 64,000 square feet this summer. Um, we're in the process of making it ready now, um, adding insulation and, and air, condition, air conditioning. Even in Texas in the summer, candy has to be kept cool. So we're, we're in the process of making that work. And within the next month, it should be online. Um, so we'll be a total of 164,000 square feet, about three times the size of the where, the White House. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like the comparison. Uh, 64,000 additional square feet. That is a lot, Josh. That's a that's a big commitment that you're making. And so you must know future business is going to be continue to increase. We're excited about the opportunities we see as logistics gets more expensive and and freight and all the challenges there manufacturers are coming to us more and more looking for our services and customers are responding as well. Um, so we're, we're pleased to with the value we're, we're providing and see lots of opportunity. Um, in addition, some brands are able to come to us and ask us to take larger commitments for additional opportunities. And, and we're, we're excited about that as well. See that as a potential to build. Okay. So it seems like you're just open to helping. I, 
either one, either your manufacturers on the one side or your retailers on the other side, you're, you're happy to figure out how you can best be situated to help them achieve their goals. And at the same time, then you achieve your goals. Absolutely. We, in order for our business to be successful, they both have to be happy. Customers mm -hmm. have to come to us to buy what we have and manufacturers have to have to be able to sell us and keep us in stock. Yeah. That is a great a great recipe. I I just think it's a really interesting business model. I'm glad that the business model has really has longevity with the test of time and you've been able to refine it and kind of get the best of both worlds and you're meeting today's needs for what's happening with distribution and warehousing and and just expanding. It's very exciting. Uh, we've talked about so many different cool things, I'll say, no pun with the warehouse being refrigerated, uh, that are happening at Redstone Foods. But is there anything else that you want to share with our audience before we go that we haven't talked touched on, Josh? Uh, well, we're very excited about a couple of new product launches. Um, one of them is uh, it is a new energy drink. It's by the folks from Slime Liquor. It's toxic waste energy drink. So it's going to be a, a highly caffeinated, delicious flavored um, energy drink, and we're going to be the exclusive distributor. So we're excited for that to to launch uh, late summer, early fall. Nice, and you've got the warehouse space to do it now. Toxic, we're, we're ready. Waste. Toxic waste. I love the name of this energy drink. Okay, if I can overcome the uh, name of it, I'll have to try it. But <laughs> in, <laughs> that's great. In, in truth, uh, the names are are fun, but we're really aiming for a, a delicious uh, soda. We we did have the opportunity to taste them, and they were something that I think everybody will enjoy. Great. Good to hear. Well, we look forward to that coming to uh, shelves that you're distributing to soon, Josh. Really appreciate you being on the podcast with us today. And we also want to thank our sponsor, Farm to Plate. They're enabling better food supply chain management. You can find out more at farmtoplate.io. Thank you very much, Pam. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcasts. Future Foodcasts is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry.